Right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Doc Who Pod. I'm Josh, joined with me as always this series is my co-host JP. Hello there. How's it going, Jack? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I've not gone to any hospitals with uh, doctor with, with with the doctor anyway. But um, yeah, you know, I'm considering forward. you broke your nose this week as well, you very nearly could have done. Yeah, no, that is very true. Actually, I did break my nose this week, um, which is kind of the reason why Brad's not here because uh, I messed up the schedule by messing up my nose, <laughs> and unfortunately, the day we were supposed to record, I couldn't because I couldn't really speak. And uh, so I, I cannot, I, I, I've only got myself to blame. And yes, so you can't slag off Brad this one. Normally I would join you in slagging off Brad and saying, oh, I can't believe it, he's been demoted. But this time it is my fault. So It's I'm always, we can always blame one. JP. Um, yeah, that's it. If in doubt, just blame me. <laughs> Talking <laughs> of let not me know. being... <laughs> Go on. Go on. <laughs> I was say, if you're going to blame me for saying, let me know what you're blaming me for, though, so I can play along with it, you know, because there's <laughs> nothing worse than going, what? <laughs> Can confirm he's very good at getting you out of a bind. He will go with anything that you say. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but talking of not being able to speak, I have a horrible cold at the minute, so apologies if I'm even more nasally than normal. Um, but here we are, JP, at the start of Season 3. Interesting, isn't it? Um, I've new got to companion, say. companion, so... new, uh, new, new little suit for the Doctor. We'll talk about that. Uh, new aliens, new monsters. New cameras, does this feel a bit more HD than the last two series for you? I was getting that I, sort of... I, to be honest, I, I tell you what, I, I thought it was a bit more like um, bluer. Yes, I agree I, with I, you I, And I don't know if that's just because it's the setting and they did that to insinuate it's the moon and everything like that. But it just looks a bit... The dollar's the wrong word. You're bluer, I think, is the thing. It's just like, yeah, it just looks a bit bluer. So I totally agree with you. I think that from here... Right up until Jodie Whittaker's season, Doctor Who has a blue theme about it. And you could see it. The Doctor literally wears a new blue suit. Uh, for me, it's always yeah. associated with blue. And then Jodie Whittaker's era came and it changed to orange. And I think that is what subconsciously put me off the Whittaker era. I've never spoken to anyone about this before, by the way. So I don't know if anybody feels the same way as I do. Exclusive. But yeah, blue for me was always a Doctor Who colour, especially with Peter Capaldi. And then it changed to orange with Whitaker. So I'm very glad that you were uh, very glad you brought that yeah. up, JP. I, I don't know. It just yeah, it, it seemed like a little little bit more yeah blue. I don't know. I mean, to to be honest, I, I of course I've not watched any of the the Jodie Whitaker stuff yet. But going by the posters that I saw, you know, on the lead up to the Jodie Whitaker stuff and everything like that, and what I saw on social media, it, it, it's very bright. Like very, and I see what you mean by orange. It's very light coloured. You know, it's almost mm, like yeah. a, almost like a, a rising sun or something like that. But we'll check you out with the metaphors. Fresh Chibnall fucked that one up. So, <laughs> oopsie. Anyway, well, before we I dive think. in any further, shall we jump over to Who News? Yes, you're going to be leading this one on your own. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have anything for Huna? Uh, I saw the thing, and those that follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, I saw the thing you put up the other day um, with um, the new, was it a new doctor in the set with the car? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That is I, the I, I new saw doctor, Shooty Gatwa. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only thing I've seen. And um, the only thing, other thing I've seen as well is... Uh, of course, I I I, I, spe- yeah, I was a special guest on on our own <laughs> podcast um, <laughs> in the past week, um, just regarding the new the like the latest Doctor Who's uh, episode, 
And I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about that. And I've got to say, it seems to be split exactly down like the middle. Yeah. There's people that just don't like the episode. And there's people that think it's the next best thing since sliced bread. And I'm, I think I've made a decision or we've made a decision after, after we finish season four, I'm then going to go start watching the new stuff as well. Yeah. And I'm keen to watch it. I, I really am. I just don't know what to like. It, it, I've never seen something this split. Like there's always people that have got their own like opinions and everything like that. Like for some reason you think uh, Star Wars episode eight is a good film. It is. Um, it's not. It is. <laughs> it's really fucking not. It is. Um, But like, it just i've seen it all over like i've just seen yeah, people saying yeah. it's really bad and i've seen people saying it's really good i've not seen anybody in the middle just going that eh, was all right you know I, I, it's really weird so i'm i'm intrigued to watch it but that's not really modern news because i'm pretty sure you and brad covered that in the uh, podcast well we did but thank you very much for bringing it up obviously the only bit of news that's really happened this week is there's a new episode of doctor who we have reviewed it please go and check out that episode Firstly, thank you to everybody that has listened and uh, watched it. We're up to nearly 2,000 views on YouTube on that one review alone. It's absolutely insane. Um, so thank you all. You've got, you've got so much time on your hands to watch a video 2,000 times. It's, yeah, well, yeah, quite. <laughs> um, but like you said, it's absolutely divided the fan base in half. Uh, me and Brad, we were quite harsh on it. We've both gone back and rewatched it, and it's not as bad as we said. I will stick yeah. to my guns. I think it's too heavily reliant on CGI, and Doctor Who is best. Doctor Who is never good with CGI. That's part of its yeah. charm, but it's never been dependent on CGI. Even if you look at this episode we're about to review now, Smith and Jones, it's on the moon. It's fantastical. It's all of this. The rain is upside down. The best effect in this one are the Jadoon because oh, they're practical, and it's insane, yeah. right? I love it. I, I, the, and this is the thing. I, I think that a lot of, and I'm going to go back to Secret Invasion. You know, as you say, a lot of film, TV companies, they rely so heavy on CGI now, which yeah. is good because the technology is there. You know, you, you if you've got it, flaunt it. And the thing is, with CGI and everything like that, it's only going to get better. You know, I mean, you you yeah. you just look at the GTA Six trailer released yesterday. Exactly, I know there was no exactly. game. I know there was no gameplay in it whatsoever. That's all cuts, like all cut scenes, bollocks, and everything like that. And I seem to be the only person that's not hyped about it. Um, <laughs> but it looks phenomenal. You, you, that could have been a real life video. Like it, there are where the bits of the social media in that trailer. Oh, there's man, a couple like, of them, and I'm like, fuck, is that actually real footage? Like it's it's oh, mad. Yeah. It is mad. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. If you've got it, you might as well flaunt it. But at the same time, though when things are rushed and pushed through like they are now you know it's i mean you know you look at marvel there's always a series or a film or something out in the next month you know and everything like that it just looks it, when it's good it looks really good but when it's bad it looks even worse yeah exactly and that's that that's the thing you know because you look at secret invasion and the finale and spoilers for anybody that's that's not seen it yet but when you get um oh god i forgot what our name is now uh the the character that emily clark plays the scroll um i don't know i never actually watched it i can't remember her name now but when when she gets all of the different superpowers and everything like that and because she becomes a super scroll just the cgi was so <laughs> bad it was like 
that's not good at all you know um no, and right. then i look at doctor who and I, I sit there and like look at things like the jadoon and you know and even even the ragnos from from the the christmas yeah, special yeah it's all practical and it looks good and it stands up as well that's the thing it exactly. stands up with exactly. time. i'm you know i'm not saying that the stuff in the you know the 70s and the 80s i mean some of it does you know you you watch star wars where they do all the stuff with the miniature figures and and everything like that but it still kind of stands up. Well, no, that's a very good example. Think about the Daleks. They were all done practical back in the day, and there's a reason mm. that they're still around. If that, if they'd have tried to do CGI Daleks back in the 60s, we would not still have Daleks to this day. That's a fact. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. So, um, um, and yeah, yeah just and, wanted and to... Oh, God. I was going to say, it's just proven as well. You know, um, Christopher Nolan, who we know is a a master of you know cinematography and everything like that even he still uses practical effects like yeah. the the one i saw the other day was uh the dark knight rises and you know the bit where they're underneath with the um where they're where the joker's trying to kill harvey dent once he's been arrested and they've got the uh, thing with the swap van and the the you know that was all done practically now christopher nolan wanted to film it in whatever i, I think it was chicago i can't remember i'm probably getting it wrong but whatever city it was yeah. would only let them film in that tunnel if they didn't damage the tunnel. <laughs> and the problem is, is the swap van, they needed to be blown upwards and they couldn't guarantee that it wouldn't hit the top of the tunnel. Oh, so what yeah. they did is they made a, a, a miniature, they scaled everything down and they made a miniature table with like, uh, I suppose you can call them action figures of the, the swap van, the tumbler, the lorry, everything. Right, like that. okay. And they did that, they did it practically with miniature models. Oh, I love. I mean, I say miniature models; they were still pretty big, but they'd scaled everything down, and it's it, it just looks incredible. And you 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 know you could still watch the Dark Knight in twenty years' time and think that looks like a good film. Did um, this come out yesterday? Yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah, timeless, exactly. which, for is, sure, which yeah. is why. Yeah, and, and I've got to say, you know, um, yeah, that's that's it. But I think we've kind of touched on this episode, so I think we should finish through news here. Oh well, fucking, who put you in charge? Who, who made you lead anchor? I would just like to carry on with that. So, yeah, we've reevaluated our opinion and uh, good, not great. Um, but I just wanted to genuinely thank everybody. Nearly 2,000 views on, on one video. That's, That's by far our best. So thank you all very much. Something like 65 comments on it as well. It, we, we, we really love, even if we piss you off, we love hearing your thoughts. And we totally, okay, like I, I titled that video while Blue Longer is a mess because it's a little bit clickbaity. I know that I don't, I love Doctor Who. I don't care enough about it to have a truly strong opinion that I'm going to get offended over it. So um, yeah, if we do piss you off, we're very sorry, but we want to hear your opinions and we respect your opinions. We love your opinions and we're open for this uh, debate on it. So thank you very much uh, again for the engagement, for the likes, for the comments, for the subscribes. And uh, just one final thing, uh, the, the, the more eagle-eyed of our fans would have realised that we've had a total rebrand that we've actually done today. Woo! I can't say New Year, New Us, but uh, we, <laughs> we should have waited till January, really. Well, probably, but I put a lot of work <laughs> into that this afternoon, now, and then I was like, I've I need to, say, to show it. I've got to say, I'm impressed. For, uh, yeah, full credit to you there, man. It's, it's a pretty special logo. Um, yeah, we've we've rebranded. Um, let us know what you think of the logo. If you prefer this one, if you prefer the old one, yeah, let us know. But we've we've gone for a new logo. Um, go for a bit more of a blue theme. They are in line that. with series three. In line with series three. That's it. 
Um, should we tell them the secret, the, the, the potential secret plan that we were talking about earlier? Or should we leave that for another video? Far away. Yeah. So talking of the YouTube, um, we saw the engagement that we got over YouTube. And we decided that maybe if we can make it work, we will also turn this into a video as well. So we will still release the, the audio podcast here on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, etc. But we will also do um, potentially also do a, uh, a video as well. So you'll see us, um, us three on video. We just try to work out how to do that. If anybody has any tips or tricks or anything, you know, please do let us know. We'd love to, to hear how you make it work because we are all clueless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so potentially in the new year, could have some some videos up as well. As I said, the podcasts will stay on here as well. The audio will still be released on here. Um, but yeah, you'll get to see what cool t-shirts we have and uh, how messy our rooms are. Exactly. I well, primarily I'll be in pajamas because we normally uh, record quite late yeah. hour my time. So um, uh, yeah, no. is that now? Yeah, my <laughs> <room> is broken. <laughs> we will. Uh, yeah, we're definitely looking into it. Yeah, I've never really considered YouTube as like a long form um media intake and i definitely don't think it is when you're just looking at a screen so yeah maybe to spruce things up we'll uh we'll uh just throw a video ourselves on i would love to do like a proper edited video with clips of the show and stuff like that but one i don't have the time and two i mm. don't have the storage on my laptop either like i really tried oh. to do like a few 10 or 15 minute um ones back when i was doing two bro brokers and I ran out of space after about three or four minutes. And I was like, right, yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't work. So yeah, yeah. we will, um, we will try doing that. We don't know if it will work. We don't know when we'll start doing it. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to look into it. Yeah. And so, uh, all, all to the future, all to the future. But guys, as I said, we, we wouldn't have even considered it had it not been for the, the engagement that we got. Uh, uh, yeah. Of course, I said, we, Josh and Brad got on the, uh, on, on the earlier episode. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. We really appreciate all the love. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, I think that is a perfect time to end. Who knew? Thank you very much. Right. Anyway, that's enough of us uh, willy waving, basically. Um, shall we jump on with the episode, JP? What did you think, think of the introduction to Martha Jones? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, I quite like Martha. Um, I mean, she's no Rose. Don't get me wrong. She's no Rose. Uh -huh. But I quite like that she's very hands-on practical thinking wants to come up sees a problem and wants to come up with a solution and won't rest until she comes up with a solution okay well she is Which the I... perfect counterpoint to rose right oh for sure R rose i think rose kind of brought that human element to it and i'm not saying that martha's an alien but rose had that human element you know the doctor was always swanning off doing the science and everything there but rose was like making sure like going behind making sure that you know are you okay or don't worry about it and and kind of almost acting as an anchor to the doctor to keep him grounded in reality yeah whereas martha i mean look she's a nurse you know she was she was there distributing oxygen around and everything like that. so she still got that you know kind of human compassion i think but she's I a trainee like, doctor not a nurse a trained doctor or not i don't know Oh, sure no, it, was no, it was nurses they were handing the oxygen to, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. When yeah, they're going yeah. down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there you go. That's me getting asked about tit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, she still got that human compassion, but I feel like, you know, straight away, like when when they yeah, when the the hospital is on the moon and they're like, Oh my god, the oxygen. And like, straight away she's just like, Yeah, but these windows aren't airtight. 
So we're yeah, fine. she works it out straight away. I, I love that. I like that. That that is that's yeah, you 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 clued up there. And I, I really like that. I think she's gonna get on well with a doctor. Um but um yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, Even down to like the family dynamic. You have Rose who comes from a very small family, just Jackie and Mickey, that are very, very tight. And now all of a sudden we've got Martha Jones who has this huge family that's scattered all over the place and she's not really that engaged with other than phone calls here, there and everywhere. Exactly. What a and hectic start I found though. I was about to say, yeah, because it's all very, you know, it, it just, right, I'm going to get this wrong now. So she's got her mum and her dad who are split. Yes. Dad's got the sugar, the sugar baby girlfriend. Yeah, the most 2000 woman you've ever met. Oh, God, yeah. I was expecting a flip phone, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Or a little Blackberry, whichever one. Um, sorry for anybody that I offended that had a Blackberry or a flip phone back in the noise. Um, yeah, so that, 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 and then she's got, I'm going to get this right. It was a sister and a brother, wasn't it? Sister and a brother. Sister is uh, Ramona Renslayer from Loki. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, which is really, really cool. And the brother is. I think he's like a radio DJ now or something. He's quite uh, Reggie Reggie Yates or something, I think, isn't it? Reggie Yates. I recognise that name. Hold on. Yeah, well, you've, you've just seen him. Yeah, I know that, but... <laughs> I'm sure that's Reggie Yates. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie Yates. He's in... He's in, Or he was in a few things back in the day. Um, maybe he was on like a BBC or something like that. Um, he's the oldest looking 21-year-old I've, I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I again, actually I looked was... him up. He's only 24 at time of recording. Yeah. But then, to be honest, though, I was watching Spider-Man 1 earlier today. And like when you've got all the actors that are, or actors and actresses that are pretending to be you know, high school students and you look at them and they're like mid-20s, it's like, ah, <laughs> you know. But um, no, it's, it, it's an interesting family. It's an interesting dynamic. And as you say, it's a complete juxtaposition to what Rose was. You know, Rose was very tight with her mum. And it was there. There was always that thing of Rose, what like not wanting to go home, but she felt like she missed her mum and you know, Mickey and everything like that. And it's going to be interesting to see what this, how this plays out. Yeah, just a little spoiler moving forward. Everybody always cites Martha as being done dirty because um, really, this is very much set up as Martha is the rebound. And I, I just keep an eye on that as we go through the the the, the series because it's really interesting in terms of character development. But, um, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that that leads us to it. She's a doctor. Uh, and trainee then doctor. sorry, trainee doctor, not a nurse. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get the doctor just approach her in the street and take her tie, uh, take his tie off. I couldn't understand that. Genuinely didn't understand that. Even at the end. No. Because how does it Why prove anything? Prove anything what? Well, what, that he's a time traveller. No, I've got no idea. Because I could come up to you in the morning, yeah. take off my tie, yeah, disappear, and then at the end of the day, come back up to you and say, I'm going to meet you in the morning and take my tie off. Walk out the back. And cut. Do you know what? Like, it's a weird thing, right? No, I'm, I'm lost. Because you can, you, you can physically tie a tie or you can undo a tie. That's what I mean. Like, how does it... What a weird way of showing her that it travels in time. Oh, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to show that he could move. Oh, oh, I, that was that was lost to me. Very really? To me. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I, I, I'm sitting there, and I, I've got a note here that says, "Why did Why did he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
I don't. I just. I don't understand. Like, oh, okay. So he's trying to show that time. Oh, okay, that that he can travel time and with everything. Okay, I, I, I kind of get it. Kind of get it. Just seems a little bit, bit unnecessary. It's yeah. not um, as wibbly wobbly as it should be. Yeah, I feel like he maybe could have given her something or something like that, or done one of those magic tricks like this is your number, you know. Or, yes, or yes, exactly. Oh. Had a bit yeah, more fun with it. Something like that, you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, some, something like that. Rather than a tire, just yeah, the tire was lost on me. Yeah, and Go then on. the doctor just appears in the hospital. Yes, he just checked himself in because of uh... why? Why does he say he's in there? I've forgotten. Does he just say he's? I don't know. Actually, I didn't take a note of that. It's not salt because that's the other lady. Yeah, that that was the uh, vampiric woman. Yeah. Um. um... I remember why he's in there. But anyway, turns out Martha is the only person he's let check his blood pressure. Uh, heart. Listen for the heart rate. Check his heart rate. And uh, she works out he's got two hearts. Which I really liked. I, sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to find the answer as to why the doctor was in hospital. Um, I really like that. Because it just, like, it's almost like um, you've got the, I assume, the, the what would you call a doctor? A teacher doctor, maybe? Oh, you'd call him a wanker. Yeah, well, yeah, he was a wanker. <laughs> one of those ones that I was actually like happy to see die. I was like, oh, well, you kind of deserve it. So Yeah, goodbye. even if he gave his little, um, oh, I'm two years from retirement speech. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it was, um, oh, I don't know what you called him, but I really liked that she was just proving him wrong. Or the doctor was pro- like. I feel like it was almost a test as well, you know. From who to who? From the doctor to Martha. Okay, in what sense? Because, so, let's be real, right? If you heard two heartbeats, because the the teacher doctor starts absolutely slagging her off, going, oh, well, this is, you know, all speculative, and that's not a symptom and everything like that. Yeah. And then... She listens for a heart rate and she hears the two heartbeats, but she doesn't go, This man's got two hearts. Yeah, like which she, is but she, why wouldn't you say that? I, because I feel like she knows that the doctor is someone. Right, okay. Because like the, the thing is, is like you the 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 the, the I don't know what to call the actual doctor not well oh, fuck's sake. Now I'm stuck. What do I call him? I can't call him the doctor because it's not the the teacher doctor. Yeah, let's call him the wanker. The wanker is there, and he like takes the piss out of her moving over to the other side. He's like, oh, do you not know where the heart is then? And everything like that. But she doesn't say anything. She doesn't buy it. Is that out of humiliation, or is that out of curiosity? Uh, What, for the wanker or from Martha? From Martha. Does she not say out of curiosity or out of humiliation? No, I think curiosity. But she never follows up on it. Sorry, I'm just eating some fingers as well, so I'm muting myself in between. Oh, yeah, chewing your fingers. Um, Yeah, no, I, I, that is true. She never follows up on it. But then then again, she then gets that the doctor's pretty special with the, you know, kind of when they're scanning for alien blood or alien DNA. Yeah, but that comes quite so late think, in the thing. Yeah, but I think then by the time, because everything, the wheels then get in, the mo- like, get in motion there. And I think that she forgets that the doctor isn't normal. And then... It's kind of she. She's clever enough to understand that the doctor isn't human. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's be let's be real. You got the Jadoon walking around who are walking rhinoceroses. So like, you know, <laughs> you're kind of proven that aliens exist there. But it, it's that kind of thing where she doesn't 
she she already knows the answer. She doesn't need to ask the question. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I quite like that take on it. Yeah, which I really like. I, I, and that's part of the reason why I think she's going to be a very good companion is because, you know, she's on the front foot the entire time. She She's she's a go-getter. You know, she, she is a go-getter. Um, but yeah, and I've got to say the whole practical effect of the, well, I say practical effect, but the effect of the hospital just disappearing, the rain going upwards, the big storm cloud, everything like that. That was quite cool, wasn't it? It is all very good, yeah. And it comes back to our point earlier that it's because it's used quite minimalistically, I suppose you would call it. It's not over-reliant on the CGI. It just enhances the story a little bit. Um, yeah, and I, and that's it. And I, and I think that's that's why it works very well. And it looks very cool. And it was just like, I was sat there watching it. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Right, just, like, just carry on watching and I'm like, I want to know I want to know and then he's just like where do you think they are and, 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 embarrassingly I'm going to say this because I know Brad would have said this if he was on air um, but embarrassingly I was like oh yeah we're, they're, they're, I thought they were on um, you know the cigarettes um, ship that, that went off the big rock oh, yeah. I thought they were on there because I went oh that's the moon it was earth in the moon and as i said i've got to say it because you know i i know brad would have said it on here but yeah no i genuinely thought i I was i got so confused brad's like they're on the moon i'm like no the moon's in oh it's the earth and uh, so it was was not my proudest moment but i just put a note i'm just like why is the hospital on the moon i just i love it it was just like this is a mystery like i want to know what's going on um and talking of um interesting things and mysteries and everything like that how good were the extras like what did they feed the extras before they oh, started filming on absolute fire there's not an extra that's yeah everybody's like genuine I, that's not even something i thought of at the time but now you've mentioned it, i'm like yeah like that everybody looks like they're a, either a patient or a doctor trapped on the moon like genuinely that there, there is a guy in like a grey sweatshirt, and honest to God, just just watch him. Did go back and watch that short clip of just when they've landed on the moon, and they're they're, they're panicking, and there's a guy in a grey sweatshirt, and just watch him. It is a thing <laughs> of beauty, absolute beauty. That is like, um, you know, I used to I used to play football as a kid. And you'd always kind of like try and look out and see if there was a scout watching. And if you thought there was, you'd play the best game of your life and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. There must have been some bloke from EastEnders around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone's just like, this is it. This is my time. I've got a show that I, <laughs> I can convey like you know, fear and, you know, but it just really made me chuckle. And it was just, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like the, the pure like emotion and commitment of some of those extras was just brilliant i loved it no it um, is very and then of course, funny. you know martha then spots about the windows which again i really like i thought the same thing i was like oh yeah no you know it, it, you'd have been blown out to space if um you know if they, if they weren't airtight and there was no air um yeah the way she the works thing. out and it is a common sense thing as well like these windows of course they're not airtight but She's the only one to put those two pieces together. Yeah, which I, I really like. Um, and everyone that says sucked out to space, you're wrong. It's blown out to space. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough. No, yeah, I know, I know. Um, anyway, um, now I will go from um, oh, one sorry, one little point I want to make. She actually remembers the past as well, which I quite like. In I, the sense I, I, of the 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 callbacks to like Big Ben and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah? Exactly. Um, the Cybermen attack and 
Uh, what do they call it? Bat, bat like an wolf in it. And the, the oh yeah, of course, because she mentions and... her cousin. Yeah. yeah. They go so high, <laughs> and then they go so low. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. How many cousins do you know that are identical? Oh, it's a different universe. It, it's fine. How it's many fine. cousins do you know that are identical? Like, I, I mean, I walk down the street all the time. And I'm like, oh, you're identical cousins. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, identical cousins, you know. All the time, the amount of time I used to work behind a barn. I'm like, you sure this isn't your cousin's ID? Because you look exactly the same. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's man. It's fine. Oh, it's oh, fine. It works in the context it of it's a different universe. Work. It doesn't work. It does, but no, I'm glad you like that because that is something that is very consistent over Russell's era. I don't, me and Brad, we must have mentioned it, but there is an episode that goes back and basically sort of does like an alternative reality and it goes through sort of each invasion of Earth. And it's like a, it's like, well, it's almost like a what if episode. Um, oh, well, that's cool. I love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm glad you like that. Keep, uh, yeah. keep an no, eye like out that. on that as well. And the thing is, is with the Christmas special with Catherine Tate, I I found it funny when she was just like, oh, yeah, I was really hungover that day. But it then really annoyed me because I'm like, they're almost, by doing that, you're almost wiping the slate clean. And you're almost like saying, well, nothing happened before. No, understood. Um, That sort of gets explained in the what if is all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. So don't Fair be too enough. upset no, with, about that. Yeah. No, but with Martha, I like it. She she remembered everything that's happened, as I said. I'm not really a fan of the cousin theory, but look, it is what no, it is. Fair enough. <laughs> what do you think of uh, the doctor running around at the start in his little pyjamas? And did you recognise his little pyjamas? Yes, you've got them, or you have them. <laughs> I wish I fucking had them. They're his, the same pyjamas he was wearing in Christmas Invasion, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could say that. Yeah. I don't know whether it's true or not, but uh, there you go. And uh, this is one of my favourite stories because the Doctor is trapped without his TARDIS and without his sonic screwdriver. It is just no, pure... Screwdriver. Only for a while, though. It blows up at one point, doesn't it? Uh, I think he loses it or something. No, I'm sure he puts it in like the MRI machine and it blows up, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, he, he like amplifies it or something like that, yeah. So this is one of my favourite stories. And this is the last tie-in I will do to Wild Blue Yonder, the episode that was just out. This is what that episode should have been. He loses the TARDIS and he loses his sonic screwdriver. But it just comes back at the end and saves the day. That is not mm. how you do a trap doctor story. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is yeah, how you do I, it. This is how you do yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to use your brain. The technology's out the window. It's like it's the question of like, what if all technology for us just fell apart and we were left by our own devices exactly exactly i can't yeah. tell you jp how annoying i am literally just at the end of this episode last the other episode tardis just mm. shows up at the end because it's apparently saved again that is not a solution yeah. to an episode that is a cop out that's a deus ex machina for fuck's sake oh anyway yeah i digress oh, dear. um i'll tell you what though something i did notice though the music in this episode okay because when the jadoon ships land it's quite upbeat. It's quite a symphony, I guess you'd call it. I, I don't know. Is it I, supposed I to be like a like a uh, what's it called? Like the, the war march? Imp- I think they call it like an, an imperial, imperial march. march. Yeah, yeah, imperial march, but for rhinos. Um, yeah, no, I <laughs> I could totally see that. I I was just like, wow, that's really cool. And the whole thing with the Jadoon ships landing and 
it was quite cool. It is actually like the ships look very cool. Again, the CGI, because it's used quite sparingly, is very cool. And shall we take a minute to talk about the design of the Jadoon? (laughs) Yeah. Is it the best alien you've seen yet? Uh, Yes. Is it the most, like, you've got to look at evolution, right? You know, it's all about evolution, baby. And um, (laughs) do I think that the rhino is the apex predator? Of the, uh, the the planet, I don't think it is. Seeing as it's nearly extinct, um, so that implies that in the, you know from their planet, the rhino was the the the, the mightiest of the warriors. Which I think you're reading into this too much because no. they're not actual. They're like us, just with horns. Like if you look, if an alien race was to take a look at us and compare us to the rhinos and the tigers. They'd be like, how the fuck are you guys the apex predators? No, it's because we've got thumbs. And these we can kill from have thumbs. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I've got to say, though, I really, really liked them. And I like the fact as well that they put the eyes on the side of the head like a rhino. And they even make reference to the fact that they can't see in front of them. Yes, yes. And it I is... just love it. It's a small detail that doesn't need to be put in there, but the fact that it was put in there, I love it. No, <laughs> I just thought it exactly. Was so cool. You can tell whoever it is that designed the Jadoon fucking loved their job. Like, it is oh, insane. The, every little moving part of it, like, this is, we mentioned it last week, but this is some Jurassic Park level of animatronics. Like, they oh, look yeah. so unbelievably good. Like, and they uh, look like rhinos that walk. That, yeah, that is really what they are, do. you know. Like the fact that they've got like a 10 pack on the front of them as well. Yes, like yes. they are some heavy boys. And you're just like, damn. And I just love the fact that uh, what was where was my note I put? Uh well, actually, to be honest, I put their fucking rhinos, and that's where all the rhinos went. <laughs> that's it. But I just put Rhino Judge Dredd. Because Judge Dredd is one of my yeah, favorite okay, comics okay. to read as a child. I, I used to love reading Judge Dredd comics. And um, I just love that kind of that, you know, urban dystopian future where, you know, the law is, is all in chaos and it's it. And I was just like, wow, there's Rhino Judge Dredd. And that was quite <laughs> cool. I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, it yeah. took me a little while to work out that they were like a police force. Okay, so what did you think of that then? What do you think of the intergalactic police? Because here also it's sort of implied that they're police for hire which sort of then gets dropped a little bit in yeah. later seasons and they just become the police, basically. They are just the police, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's the question of, like, because we, we, we don't really have a world police, do we? Well, I suppose we do. They're the UN, but the UN are wank, so, you know. <laughs> they don't do anything. They, they sit there and go, oh, that's really bad. Don't do that. And, oh, well, what, what are you going to do if I carry on doing that? Well, we're just going to say <laughs> don't do it. You know, um, they're, they're like the UN if they were actually did something. But I, I, I suppose it makes sense. There, there would have to be some kind of intergalactic police force. Yeah, some governing body. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, like the like the UN and the fact that every, well, I suppose, civilization puts in a little bit of resource into the one big machine, and then that's it. And I suppose the Jadoon are, are spearheading the the. the yeah, the charge because they're the best for the job, I guess. Well, certainly just like the brute force for it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I quite like. Um, the the fact that you said mercenaries for hire, uh, I do think actually, yeah, that that's the question, isn't it? It's like, 
what makes someone a mercenary compared to a, a force for good. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, because at, at the end of the day, they, you know, they know the rules and they know how to bend the rules. You know, the whole reason they put the hospital on the moon is because the moon isn't part of Earth, not, not part of Earth's jurisdiction. So they knew that they could take it to the moon, which in essence, they just kidnapped a load of people just to <laughs> avoid paperwork, which is mm, not the best thing in the world, but it's a clever thing, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, it's the whole just the ends justify the means sort of argument, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like if there was a vampire around, I'd hope that the uh, Metropolitan Police would be pretty quick on it. But you know, well, yeah, leads us perfectly on to said vampire. Fucking mm. creepy, to be fair. You know what, right? I because I came into this knowing nothing about the Jadoon, nothing about that. I thought the Jadoon were the bad guys. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, of course oh, you would, yeah. The, you know, this invasive force comes down, big rhinos with guns, and you know, holding everybody hostage. I'm like, oh, these guys are the bad guys. You know, this is this is good. And then I'm sitting there thinking, what happened to the guys, the the two guys with the motorcycle helmets dressed all in black? I'm like, how do they fit in? And then suddenly this old bat turns up, quite literally, an old <laughs> bat, a vampire woman, and then she's just like, yeah, I'm a vampire, and then she just. Suck someone with a straw. Yeah, properly creepy though. It's the bit of blood at the end. I was gonna say it's that little bit dripping back out the bottom oh. of it. Yeah, yeah, that's ah, oh, it's grim, but it's awesome. I love it. I'm like, yeah, vampire woman. And then it was just like, once I saw the vampire woman, it's like, right, well, the vampire woman's obviously evil. And then. I was like, oh, I wonder if the Jadoon are here to try and kill her or something like that. And that's what it was. But I really like that because it was a complete misdirection. Because I'm sitting there yeah. thinking the Jadoon are the bad guys. Or bad guys, depending on what, you know, kind of what perspective you're on. But then it turns out it was something completely else. And I was like, I really, really like that. It just kept you on your toes the entire time. You know, you're like, why is the hospital on the moon? Why is this happening? Why are rhinos attacking the hospital? Why is there a vampire woman? Who's good? Who's bad? Exactly, and it is subverting your expectations. These big, horrible, creepy monsters you expect to be the bad guy and the sweet, innocent, elderly woman you expect to be the good person. And yeah, it just, it totally flips it on its head. It's, 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 yeah, it's fucking, it's great. It's brilliant. This is such a good episode. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then the fact is they then top it off because you kind of have that thing where you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, you've got the Jadoon that looking for the vampire. It could take as long as they want and everything like that. But then they're like, hold on a minute. This air bubble only holds a certain amount of air, which just ups the stakes. And I really like that. It was like, oh, damn, they've got to do this quick. Like the, the doctor has to think even quicker. It's like, um, you know, um, oh, I don't know if he was, I wait, I'm trying to think what it is. Like, you know, when there's like a, uh, like when there's a bomb, def uh, like kind of defusal expert. And he's there and he cuts the wire and then it suddenly sets off a secondary charge. And then it's just like, oh, man, like, you know, you <laughs> yeah. got to... it's just like that. It's like, oh, that threat's not enough. You've got another threat to deal with, which I really like. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, Rhino Judge Dredd, though, over there. I mean, let's be real, right? I know that the guy may not be mentally there or could have been on some kind of heavy medication or something. But would you attack a rhino with a gun? Um, I I wouldn't attack one of those rhinos. No, I stop. I, I don't think I would either. <laughs> I, just think I'd be I like, certainly wouldn't lob a chair at it or whatever it is this guy does. 
I'm just like, why would you do that? The only conclusion I came up with was maybe that guy was on some kind of severe medication. <laughs> I just thought he was hallucinating or something. I don't know. But yeah, no, no, I, 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 I've got to say, I think that's more stupid than brave attacking a rhino with a gun. <laughs> with a chair, of all things. Um, of all but then, of things. course, he, he turned into rhino Judge Dredd and he was just like, oh, well, you're guilty and then just kills him. Like, Straight wow. up. Yeah. Straight up, sentence, death, and then boom, disintegrated into oblivion. Love to see the coroner's report on that one, though. <laughs> um, what you do you think that? of... You... Go on. I was going to say, because you... they're in a hospital, weren't they? So people die in hospitals all the time. And you'd be after like, right, how did he die? Well, he was killed by a rhino with a gun, and he was disintegrated, was sentenced what? to death. It's, it, it saves on the crematorium, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, no, there's nothing there. Well, I mean, I feel sorry for the family, but you know, it is. I mean, how yeah. do you explain that? Like, someone's going to jail, aren't they? Would you? Okay, would you believe this? Absolutely not. If you saw this in the news, <laughs> and I, an entire I, hospital, like hundreds of people, said we were abducted, we were on the moon, we've come back down, would you believe yeah. it? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't. Again, like because if you look at stuff that's happened where we are, you know, like the the um, oh, was it the Malaysian Airlines plane that we're missing, like yeah, six years ago or something yeah. like that? That could have happened. They could be on the moon. Yeah, this is true. This is true. They Maybe they will show up one day and be like, "Yeah, we were on the fucking moon." Yeah, like the, the, so it could happen, but I just I don't know. So this sort of comes back to then your everybody. Talking about the past, you know, Big Ben, Battle of Kerry Wharf, etc., etc. Would you believe it if it all actually happened? Like, if this actually happened in our universe, would you believe it? Yeah. I Maybe mean, if you had ha- Cybermen in your house, fair enough. Yeah. But let's imagine, um, you know, let's just imagine that uh, Air Brackets UFO crashes into Big Ben. I think mm. I would probably suspect it was a hoax, even if it was quite clearly an alien. I think I, yeah, I don't know if I believe it. And then well, if this happened, I'd probably be like, you're all talking bullshit, I think. Yeah, I just... The, the the thing is, is because, you know, there's a lot of things that can be manipulated now, there's a lot of fake news out there, you know, everything like that. It's very it's very hard to work out what's real and what's not. Mm, mm. But I think something as big as that, as the, you know, the Battle of Canary Wharf, where there were Cybermen all around the world, you would go, you would know someone that knew something about it or yeah, witnessed something yeah. that happened about it, right? It's like World War Two, for example, or World War One. You know, there's that horrific thing that they reckon that everybody knew someone that died. Yeah, yeah. You're going to know what, you know, something like that. And again, the whole thing with, you know, kind of the alien ship crashing into Big Ben. Well, a lot of people work and live in London. Chances are, I mean, no, I work in London. I'm not a million miles away from that. I might... You know, I could have seen it and gone, wow, like that's cool. But do I think our government would let us? Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm getting right into the old conspiracy theory here. Yeah. Do I think the government would let us actually believe that was a true thing? Probably not. But why not? Oh, I just think it's the panic thing, isn't it? You know, like the you know the the urban myth that actually the whole reason planes have oxygen masks is to give yourself more oxygen to calm you down, which is not true, by the way. It's for the depressurization, yeah, of course. Yeah. But the myth is that they just give you oxygen to keep you calm so you're not scared of death. It's not true, but it's an urban myth. Okay. Like that kind of thing. I reckon it would be something like that, where it would be like they'd do 
everything they could to cover it all up. Well, do you, okay, here's a question that I can't believe I haven't asked, considering we're on a sci-fi podcast. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, um, I do, but I believe we're the first. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard this theory yeah. before. I quite like it, yeah. to be fair. I, 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 well, in fact, there's two, there's two theories I believe in. I believe we're the first, or we're too, we're too early. Um, like as in we're too early into our civilization, and we're not, we're we're not worthy yet for other. If there were aliens out there, we're not worthy enough to be included yet. Oh, we're not worthy. Fucking hell. Well, like if you look at Star Trek, for example, Star Trek does this brilliantly, where they go on observation missions and they're told not to interfere with a planet or civilization's history. Yeah, yeah. So if there's tribesmen in there, they can't just go there and go, here's a plasma gun, have fun with that. They no, just exactly. Have to You've got to let it run its course, yeah. You've yeah, got yeah, to yeah. let it run its course. And then when that civilization reaches its peak, its technological peak, you then introduce yourself. Interesting. And yeah, right, we're, we're too early. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, I mean, look, let, let's be real, man. We can't even get on with ourselves. Well, why? This is, yeah, exactly. You, you You're know talking I mean? about a like, world place. It wouldn't work because we're yeah. too divided as a fucking planet. We, we can't get on with ourselves at the moment. God, I tell you, I'm going to start preaching this. So we can't get on with ourselves at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, if you're a superior alien race, it, right, I'll tell you what it's like, right? It's like you're going out for a night out. You can invite all your pals that you know are well, you know, you've known them for years or anything like that. And you think, yeah, that's going to be a good night. But then you got this one guy that you met one time at a bus stop. And the whole reason you started talking to him was because he punched through the bus stop because it looked at him funny. Right. Would you invite him on the night out? No, of course not. We're the guy because that punches the We're the guy bus. that punches the bus stop because it looked at him funny. Because we're not quite <laughs> there yet. You know, we're not that well established. It's it's like we'd almost be instigating the trouble. We would bring the trouble to the table. Yeah, yeah. At no, you moment. are you're absolutely and, uh, correct. Yeah, you know that's that's the thing. But at the same time, though, I do also believe that we are the first intelligent species right across the universe. That's and... quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's it, someone thought. has to be first. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to be first. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, no. I, they're obviously in an infinite universe. It's a mathematical probability that there is other life out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of more of the fact that we either haven't found it yet or, yeah, we're the first ones. Yeah, I, I, someone has to be. Also, yeah. sort of off topic, I genuinely believe we're in a uh, simulation. Yeah, you said that the other day. Or, well, I said the other day, like, I think it was like last year or the year before. Um, I can see it. We are. We are, Again, it's all just maths. If you can create a perfect simulation, then it's there's exponential perfect simulations beneath Did- it. You're yeah. mathematically more likely to be in a simulation. No, I genuinely believe that this is just a simulation. Did you see the uh, latest season of Futurama? I did not, no. They did an episode exactly like that. Really? The did they really? That the professor creates a simulation that then creates a simulation that then creates a simulation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so the probability like... is that you're in, that, you're in a simulation because there's only one base reality and then an like a like an infinite amount of uh of uh of uh simulation so it yeah. is it is all it's basically a fact but i exist in this simulation i'm not going to cease to exist by killing myself or anything radical like that do you know what i mean i'm just very aware that none of this fucking matters do you know what i mean like 
it's the whole we've got one set timeline. Everything happens on the timeline. Oh, the code. So, do you believe that? You believe that it's all fate? Yeah, I I, I think it's all fate. Things happen for a reason. And so why bother me, doing anything? Well, no, because you still have to do stuff. But like, if you was to say like something stupid, like oh well, if you cross your if you close your eyes and cross the road, then if you know you, you're obviously meant to cross the road. No, because if you get hit by a car and killed, then you're a tit, and that was was meant to happen. <laughs> But you could, what, like, saying it's meant to happen is such a fucking cop. <laughs> Why is the big man upstairs doing these cop outs for Ryan? He's just like, <laughs> he's sitting there speaking with fucking Chris Chibnall going, yeah, I need another cop out, mate. Can you, uh, you know. No, but it, like this podcast wasn't meant to happen. It's because I nagged you and Brad for about a year before you eventually decided to do it. Yeah, but it happened. But it wasn't meant to happen. I wasn't meant to come to Dubai. Yeah, but it happened though. Like, but it, in your but future, it wasn't if you, meant to if happen. You, yeah, but if you looked at your timeline and you'd have gone, like, so say for example, when you was eighteen, and you looked at your future and it went, oh, you're you'll be in Dubai. You'd be like, how on earth do I end up in Dubai? But you still end up in Dubai. It's just a series of things that lead up to it. So no, I don't. COVID, I don't think COVID you, happened. I, you know, things, you things happened there. And if then I you was... ended up. <laughs> where, where did you see the advert for the thing? Because I bet you sort like you, you you obviously saw the advert that then tripped you thinking I want to go to Dubai, which led you to apply there to get the job to apply for the visa to end up in Dubai. Yeah, if but... you wasn't meant to have gone to Dubai, you wouldn't have seen the job offer. Your visa would have been declined. You wouldn't have got the job. No, it was one potential the... option that was available to me. It wasn't my only option and my destiny there's a billion trillion parallel universes in which i didn't come to dubai and if you'd have told me that when i was 18 that i'm going to be in dubai when i'm 25 i would either say fuck you very much i'm going to prove you wrong and just not gone out of spite or i'd have been asked and i'd have gone earlier do you know what i mean like there's no such not all predestined. There's not just yeah, one but then, time. Like... Would, would that have not been like the the uh, what's it called? Is it the no, not the butterfly? Is it the bootstrap uh, bootstrap paradox? Bootstrap paradox is where you where show where by showing reason. you your future, you then go around and change it and go elsewhere. Uh, the granddad paradox or something. I think it's oh called. yeah, uh, the grand grandfather clock. Uh, grand, grand, I don't know something like that. Paradox. But yeah. um, I yeah, feel no, like you're wrong on that set. <laughs> yeah, we have. But you're wrong. It's not nothing. It's not predestined. It's all life is just choices, multiple choice. We're just fondling our way through, making what we think to be the right choices, whether they're good or bad. Um, and it's not predestined, right? So, anyway, anyway, massive, massive tangent there. Let's bring it back on track, JP. Sounds like a plan. Now, talking of um, getting back on track, of course, they look at the MRI and the X-ray, and the doctor quite cleverly uses the X-ray machine to. Well, he does. He uses it, but he amplifies the X-ray. I guess that that was what it was, or the radiation by the X-ray, uh, to use it as a giant gun. Yeah, brutal and very not like the doctor. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. Um, but what did make me laugh though is that the doctor's there tinkering around with the X-ray machine, and Martha's behind the big screen and everything like that, and she's fumbling around what is for what obviously is an operating manual for a um for the X-ray. And then she just ends up pressing a big yellow button. <laughs> now, call me sceptical, but normally you press big buttons first. That That's normally an on button, isn't it? I don't know how an MRI machine works. Remember, we're in a different universe. Maybe this is how it works. Yeah, but just have a go. Just have a go. <laughs> What's the worst that happens? You turn it off, you then press it, you turn it back on. 
I'm going to say this whole um, absorbing the radiation is some massive foreshadowing that I wish Bradley was here that I could speak about. Oh, really? Because I just thought he's gone mental. (laughs) (laughs) It's very upsetting watching him walk around barefoot for the rest of the episode. I didn't notice he was barefoot for the rest of the episode. I mean, it would make sense because he lost his shoe. He takes it. Yeah, he, he, he loses he one, one and then, then he takes take, off. Yeah. yeah, which and is a silly idea, the by the way, because then you double the you double the chance of injuring your foot. Yeah, but one foot looks weird. Yeah, but then you have got less chance of injuring one of your feet. But as we know from his glasses, he's all about the uh, just looking cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose it, it was just such a weird thing. It's just like, I was just going to wiggle the radiation into my foot. <laughs> I kind of like it. I think it makes sense. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's funny. And it's major foreshadowing. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it was really weird. Just, I was just like, but then why is his trainer part of his body? That is weird. How does he manage to shake it into the actual shoe rather than just the foot? I didn't understand that. Maybe maybe the doctor's outfit is part of his body. Like, um, like, you know, with shapeshifters, I'm trying to think of the shape, like the scrolls. You know, there's a big debate of like, maybe the, the clothes are part of their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had that in the last episode of Doc Two, and that would explain why he managed to regenerate his clothes this time when he regenerated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make sense then, because if he's regenerated his body and the clothes go, no, no, doesn't he choose his clothes though? Yeah, we see him in the wardrobe, don't we? Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, and then he just yeeted the screwdriver. I thought it broke. What well, he did, but he just threw it right like. Let's be real, right? Say you're wearing a watch and your watch broke. You wouldn't just throw it. Like, if no, it's an expensive true. watch, you'd go, I'd have put it in my pocket and repair it later or get somebody to repair it for me. Well, we don't know how many he's got, to be fair, because he just seems to have it back at the end. Yeah, that was a weird one. Maybe he's got a stash. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, I've got to say, though, what you said earlier about the Martha being a rebound, you could kind of see that in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Because... It took the Doctor a full season to flirt with Rose and then kind of just to get up to that bit. Yeah. And then straight away, he's necking off with Martha. Straight away, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, that is, that's the difference between a, a proper long-term relationship compared to a fling. <laughs> no, but it is, though, isn't it? It's like friends with benefits. It's just there's nothing serious there. It's just a rebound kind of thing. So now you've said that, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, well, there you go. I would say, though, the Doctor is nothing but transparent with what this relationship is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like he, He's like. not really leading her on or anything, which I think he gets no. accused of in this series. I, I mean, he he's made everything really, well, at least I think he's made things pretty clear anyway. Um, no, I agree. I agree. But... Yeah, it's just it was just again such a juxtaposition of the fact that with Rose it was like a ooh, something could be there but it might not be but I don't know leading up to the season finale where it's like oh they nearly said I love you too <laughs> or even back and in Christopher Eccleston's one with uh, I think you need a doctor and then finally the first on screen companion kiss yeah yeah that's true yeah um, but what did make me laugh though is I've got a note here saying did the doctor just dribble on her. <laughs> Why? Well, because he transfers the alien, um, like his alien DNA, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he exchanged bodily fluids, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is, I suppose that's one way of doing it. Yeah. 
Um, is um is Martha fit? I think so. I reckon she's all right, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. I think she's a nice looking woman. Uh, do we think he's upgraded or downgraded? I mean, that's an unfair question because Billy Piper, I I got a soft spot for Billy Piper. Uh, Billy Piper, Billy Piper, or Billy Piper Rhodes? Because I think they're quite different. Ooh, good point, actually. I want to say TBD. I'll come back on that. <laughs> we'll reevaluate at the end of yeah. the series. At the end of the season, at the end of the season, yeah, it's be like, all right, that's it. Um, but you've got you're Josh and me. I know, I've got that note as well. I got I've been called out in Doctor Who. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, what? Like you're joshing me. Which, I think I actually think that's an actual saying. You're joshing me. Yeah, of course it is. Are you kidding me? Are you joshing me? Yeah. But I don't understand what hold on, let's have a look here. Uh, the or, the origin of the expression joshing me can be found in the late eighteen hundreds when a young man named Josh Tayton noticed that nickels minted in eighteen eighty three almost the same as $5 gold pieces in terms of science and design. He and a friend began to electroplate these coins and pass them off as $5 pieces, eventually amassing a small fortune before being caught. Cool. There you go. So, yeah, are you are are you are you conning me, basically? Are you, are you having a laugh? Yeah. Are, you, are, are, you, are you ripping yeah. me off? Yeah. There you go. I was honest. I made a little note of that. I was over the bloody moon. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite cool. Um, I like that. <laughs> And then I've got to say, right? I I always believe this works. Playing the rookie card, uh, as in as in acting dumb, yeah. Acting dumb works a charm. It just through work, through gambling, you know, sport, anything like that. It is better to act like a rookie, and then sharp than sharp and go, oh yeah, I'm I'm the next big thing. And no, then just totally like, yeah. agree with you. I think this. And I love I love that because the doctor obviously didn't have a full idea what was going on. Yeah, and he needed to work out what was going on, and he did it perfectly just by asking just innocent questions. Oh, what about this? What What about this? Oh, what are you doing there? And she told him everything. Exactly, exactly. But again, this is this is a perfect, and it's not quite the finale, but it is. I suppose you as a sort of semi-finale, but it is perfect. This whole intelligence, working it out, finding a solution that's slightly out of the box. Get tricking her into drinking your blood by acting like human so that you register as alien is genius. And it's what modern who is lacking, I think. This is a this is a perfect Doctor Who ending, I think. Yeah. And, yeah I, th- uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah, and no, it's brilliant. Im- it's brilliant. Yeah, immature me put a note saying the doctor got sucked off by an old woman. Yes. Yeah, she did a lot of sucking this episode, to be fair. She did. Yeah. Pop your teeth out, Doris. Have an option. Um <laughs> Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, no, it was just it was. I I was expecting the doctor to. Um, I, I thought the doctor was playing possum. Okay, so I was expecting him to pretend to be dead, and then come up and go like, "Oh, gotcha," that kind of thing. I didn't expect him to actually technically die. Well, you're a bit more medical savvy than me, so I have a question for you. You say medical savvy, but go on. <laughs> if I was to suffer a like a gash or a wound and was dealing from severe blood loss, mm. could I be saved by CPR? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either, right? If I have a I mean, massive... You, I, I don't you, know. You try. I mean, the first thing is, is to stem the bleeding. You need to stem the bleeding first. Stop more blood leaving the body. Okay, uh, fair enough. I think we can assume that the wound in his neck heals as soon as she takes the straw out. Yeah, 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 something along those lines. It's cauterized or cauterized, whatever you want to call it, yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I don't know, because the whole point of CPR is to get the heart pumping again, to like massage it into a rhythm so it starts pumping blood around the body, which gives oxygen to everything. That, that's, that's what I think, because if the brain starves of oxygen, you're out of it. Yeah. You know, that's it. So in that sense, I suppose it doesn't matter because you're only pumping a small amount of blood. You just have to do more work to get the blood around. Okay, okay. But at the same time, if there's only a little bit amount of blood, say if it goes up to your brain and then goes down to your toes, <laughs> by the time it's coming from your toes up to your brain, there's a long time. You're dead. Yeah, like you, I, you'd need blood in there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but then again, the doctor's got two hearts. Maybe one stores blood. I don't know. Okay, yeah, we don't know, to be fair, his physiology. Yeah, okay, yeah. I understand that. But this is yeah. where it doesn't fall apart for me, but this is where I'm a little bit less impressed with it because it just becomes, you know, it's, 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 it's this false tension that's not, it's just resolved by luck. Do you know what I mean? Everybody just about manages to survive. They just get zapped back down to the earth. I think it goes from being a really very good ending with him outsmarting this vampire woman to mm-hmm. ah, just uh, now we're just tying up loose ends. Do you know what I mean? I could uh, yeah. Do with it. it could I, jump straight back to them being on Earth, and I wouldn't have felt like I missed anything, I except just, for I suppose we get Martha's sacrifice. I suppose that's probably what the point of it is. Yeah, I just think that the thing that done it for me right was like they had this, and I use serious in in the sense that I do appreciate there's rhinos running around looking for a, yeah running around a hospital on the moon looking for a vampire. But, like, it was all proper serious. It was like, you know, the, as you say, the Doctor's outsmarted the vampire. Martha's there as well. But yeah. what was up with the vampire there? Okay, a bit cartoony for you. It was just a bit out. Like, it didn't really fit in with it. Like, she obviously, like, yeah, they wanted to kill her. I mean, she murdered a child. So, like, you know, they they, <laughs> they got a, you know, kind of, the Judoon have got to uh, kind of dispense justice. But... It was just a bit like it almost felt a bit like the Wicked Witch of the East going, "I'm melting," I'm melting. and I was like, eh, "It didn't really like if she did just turn into a pile of ash or something like that." I'd have been like, "Yeah, fit and ended." But JP, this is didn't. not. This is the second consecutive week you've said this, and if I was a betting man, I think you're probably going to say it next week as well. Oh God, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think more so than anything next week, if you're talking Wicked Witch of the West. Maybe, um, I, maybe I need to sit down and watch Wizard of Oz before I watch <laughs> just to get it out of the system, really. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was like, I mean, it was funny, don't get me wrong, but I don't think the, the point of this episode was to be funny. Yeah, no, it, 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 it does. This whole episode takes itself very seriously, and then she does become a cartoon villain at the end that gets vaporized into nothing. That's a very good point. And it is, yeah, it is, it is becoming a recurring theme, especially when you know what's to come through this. Uh, certainly the yeah. next episode as well. The next episode um, is the most egregious use of it, to be fair. So I'll be intrigued to see your uh, your opinions on that. But then we are all wrapped up. We're back on Earth. Um, Martha's at her party. Um, I, I don't know why, but I really, the, the bit where the dad goes, I'm putting my foot down. This is me putting my foot down. And then he stomps. That really tickled me for some reason. I was properly howling at the telly. It's just brilliant. And it's just like, it it just, the, 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 the way I saw it, right, is Martha had literally just been on the moon being chased by a vampire and some rhinos, right? And yet that was the more stressful situation yes, uh, with her yes. brother's 21st birthday, which I really, really like that they managed to convey that perfectly. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and exactly. It's just like, I love it. I think that's brilliant. You know, like she's gone through all of that. Yet the most stressful part of her day was her brother's twenty first between her mum and her dad. And I'm like, that's yeah, that's that's pretty special. I I like that. Um, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I did kind of. I get why the Jadun put the hospital back because it's you know there, but it was a bit random that they just put it back. Well, this is what I mean. It's very lucky, isn't it? It's very lucky. Yeah. But then again, if they are a police force, they, you know, it makes sense for them to preserve life. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But then why remove it in the first place if you, you know, let them get to that point? But anyway, it's resolved. It's fixed. We have a new companion in the TARDIS. We obviously spoke a little bit earlier about that weird bit with the tie. Um, mm-hmm. Excited to see more of their adventures, JP? Yes. And before we leave, I think I know what the Easter egg is. Oh, I want to I wanna put a little pitch out there for the Easter egg. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to confirm or deny either way throughout this series, and I'm going to give Brad explicit instructions not to as well. So, on the radio, it mentions a Mr. Saxon, and the very, very next one, on a poster on the wall behind him, is Vote Saxon. I reckon Saxon's got something to do with it. Uh, that is what what do you mean guess. on the radio? Well, I, on the, there, there's when? a radio clip that's going on. Like after, after everything that's gone on, there's right. a radio clip that says something about Mr. Saxon is leading an investigation or something like that. Oh, that, when they land again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the moon yeah. comes back. And the very next clip, like the very next scene, there's like loads of like, you know, where you've got like, um, like, well, we never saw them, but like, you know, in America where they used to have the vote posters and everything like that. There is a vote uh... Saxon there. So Saxon and Saxon, I reckon it's got to be something to do with Saxon. Whether it's a Mr. Saxon or it's a corporation called Saxon or something like that, that's my guess. Okay, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, that's, that's what I'm rolling with. Interesting. So poster and radio. I shall. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna Google. That's what I put. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Saxon on the radio, then on the poster. In okay. Easter. Fair enough, mate. Well, keep an eye out for that. Um, next episode, then see if we can uh, keep the train going. Um, uh-huh. anything else to add for this episode? Are oh, excited to see more Martha and the Doctor? I am. Yeah, no, I am. I generally am. For for reasons as I specified in the start of the uh, the episode, I just think it's a new dynamic. You know, yeah. rather than I, I feel like Martha's going to be pulling the doctor along, whereas Rose was I was like anchoring the Along doctor the down. Ride. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's that, that makes it seem like the, the Rose is holding the doctor back. It's not. It's just Rose was keeping the doctor ground in humanity. Where like whereas I feel like Martha is going to be a bit more of a go getter kind of thing. Okay. Did you watch the uh, the next time trailer? I did, and I took no notes about it, and I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, for this series, I do think they get better at not spoiling things throughout this series, but let's just say, from now on, no more next time. Okay, no more next times it is. Yeah? I give it three episodes until I actually watch it. <laughs> um, well, on that note, JP, love it or hate it? Oh, love it. I thought it was brilliant. I agree with you 100%. I think this is a genuinely very, very good episode. I think because it's a series opener, it's, it, it, it gets slept on a little bit, maybe. Like, I certainly wouldn't hurry back to watch this. But every time I do end up watching it, I'm like, this is, this is just good. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a I really like good yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. It I think it's, it's a tense episode as well. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, it. You're right. It's it's tense. It does a good job of introducing the new companion. Um, it's it's world building. It's 
it's in the doctrine of new life. It does all of these things. And it's just, it, it, this feels like a proper Doctor Who episode as well. I think that's what's quite important. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, so kicked off series three with a banger. Um, next week for me is a bit of a downer. And then I think okay. the episode after is a bit of a downer. Then oh, there's good. a two-parter, which is a bit of a downer. Um, actually, that's a very good point. I think the first half of this series is pretty rough. But oh, for me, this is the best second half of the series. I think this might actually be. So let me just go through this. Okay. Crap. 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 Very good. Very good. Very good. But Okay. Okay. First seven episodes. It's a hard time. It's a hard Ooh, time. Okay. But then eight through 13 is literally the best Doctor Who we've had to this day. Okay, there you go. Well, we, we, we shall see. With we that little see. tease, I think we're ready to wrap it up. If you've got nothing else to add, JP? No, no. I think I think we're all good. Onwards to uh, Season 3, Episode 2. Moving forward swiftly. Um, I will see you again on Sunday or Monday when me and Brad do our review of the final of the specials. Then me and JP, we will see you again on Friday, hopefully joined by Bradley Fuller, ready for the Shakespeare Code. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends about us because that's how we really get the new followers and the new listeners. And uh, that's all from me, JP. Yeah, that's all from me as well. Um, yeah, we will see you next week. See you on the flip side. Adios, amigo.